Welcome back to a special off-season edition of the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. I'm Chase Holden. I'm joined with Dale Tanhart, and we are getting ready to dive into some of the moves that have happened in NASCAR, some of the latest news, uh, just basically anything and everything, and, and most importantly, catching up. Uh, it's been a minute since we got to talk with you, the listener, and so that's what this is going to mainly be about here is just just figuring things out as we try to get ready to go into the 2024 NASCAR season. It's been a wild one. Uh Dale, good good to hear from you. We we got to catch up briefly like 2 days ago in person for the first time in months. It was good to see you. Flow looked nice. Um but, but we've got a, a ton to to talk about and discuss. And uh I just want to know where how are you feeling right now in the middle of uh this like limbo period that we're in i feel like this is like the worst month of all of it De december is yeah limbo. no yeah it was good to catch up for a minute and honestly i feel pretty good i for me it's like the first couple weeks after the season to me feel shitty and then the the couple weeks right before the season starts are kind of shitty because you're just like let's get here let's get here let's get here come on you're just waiting on it. But right now it's kind of like the relax, you know, kind of sit back and enjoy the silly season, which has finally blown up over the past few days. Um, but I, I'm kind of in a good spot mentally, physically about where I feel uh, or how, just how I feel about the off season leading into the holidays. And that's another thing. You get the holidays to distract us. You still got football, which is big for me, but um, no, I feel good. I feel good. There was a lot of good news, maybe a little bit of bad news too, uh, uh, regarding a few of the topics that have plagued NASCAR over the past three to five years. Kind of dive into that will be fun. But no, I overall feel pretty good. Do you? Are you like? Are you in a limbo of like this sucks right now, or are you kind of like? Yeah, this is the part. <laughs> this you're, is the okay. Part. You're opposite. Yeah, this is the part of the year for me where, like, as soon as the season gets over, it's like, okay, it's like you'll have, like, that first few weeks where it's, like, this resting period, right? Like, you just got done with a very jam-packed racing season. It's kind of like a little bit of a rest period. And, and it would be like you would expect, like, a like this year we're going to have the Olympic break, right? So, like, you go for a couple weeks and you don't have the racing and the people are still talking. There's still stuff going on. But then after it, like, leaves for, a, like, a month, that's when it sets in and that's when it's like damn like it's see not i here. think i think that olympic break is going to be worse than like what i'm feeling right now in the off season because yeah, once we're you get polar going, opposites then <laughs> but once you get going it's like okay a one week break which nascar has very very few of those during the season and and just it's just been that way and now you're going to have a two week break of no racing that's kind of crazy that's kind of crazy and i feel like you know, middle into that first week, you're going to be like, damn, give me back, you know, get me back to the track, get me back to NASCAR. But right yeah. now it's like finding distractions and football is one of my favorite distractions. iRacing is great. Uh, I think the holidays help a lot. Love Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's is a Dale Tanhart approved holiday where I absolutely get trashed. So I'm excited for that. Mm. that those days happen less and less and less let's just be real as as i get older but um yeah i, I didn't i'm, I'm mention, enjoying it i'm enjoying well, it i i think that the distraction part of it is what is most important you know because like that's what happens it's like for me i get to a point to where all right we're, we're here i realize the racing's not coming back anytime soon what do we do so uh so there's definitely been distractions on my end things that I've been putting my attention into. I've been doing a little bit of football betting myself. One thing that's exciting that I've done that I want everybody to check out, the new Garage Guys Discord. We've redesigned the Discord, we've organized it a bit, cleaned it up some, looks nice. Uh, I've been on my organizational kick. The OCD really sets in, you know, when the when the racing's not there to distract. So we got that cleaned up and then uh, launched a very new and uh, really cool tool that you can use inside of the Garage Guys Discord right now. If you head over there, um, the the world of artificial intelligence has entered the Garage Guys Discord. G-Boy is now available 
G-Boy powered by Chat GPT 4 uh, Turbo. So the highest grade engine that Chat GPT has right now that is not available to the public is kind of the function center of G-Boy. And G-Boy is packed with racing knowledge. So literally anything and everything when it comes to racing, questions you could have for G-Boy, uh, he's got it. And I'm already calling it a he. That's the problem. Um, this thing has a personality unlike any other. It's just an amazing tool. So a lot of my time has been going into understanding that and how that stuff works. And I've, I've got it in there on the Discord right now. You can go check it out in the channel. Uh, there's a message in there where you can learn how to access it. And if you want to check it out, just holler at me and I can I can help you get that set up. But very excited for the future, uh, where we're headed and and how these uh, these tools like G-Boy are going to help us make racing and betting on racing and, and just everything in general when it comes to auto racing better. So that's a cool little announcement I wanted to give before we dove into everything. Yeah, I, I'm not an AI guy. I'm just not. I hate it. That's cool. I hate everything about it. But it's a That's cool. Great. It's it's fascinating. It's definitely fascinating, and I've seen it in action in the Discord, and it's pretty entertaining. So, uh, you know, I'm I, I just am not like I, I I'm tech savvy, but like I hate it at the same time. You know, like that's kind of where I'm at with yeah. the world. It'll probably but hate you too. It's it's trained good. it's trained to be an yeah. asshole kind of. So yeah, it, it might I'll, you might enjoy it. I'll be the Sean Connor of the Discord. Terminator. There you go. There Anybody it is. Yeah. But you can um, check that out. But yeah, let's get into the news stuff. Let, let, let's talk about. I guess the biggest part, the biggest place we can start here, is uh, Noah Gragson. That's something that uh, I put out as a joke earlier in the year ends up becoming reality. I don't think anybody was surprised at all. This was kind of one of those things where once it started, I know for me at least, it started kind of like as a meme, and then it slowly became reality like i i don't know how else to describe it um i just really want to make sure we do see tony uh get to uh dress up like dave from wendy's at some point now i really hope that that uh transpires and but talking about more of the the serious part of it and not so much of the jokes this is a uh this is a team that is going to really have to work hard uh, at, at finding whatever they can in these cars to be great. Cause it's a young team. They're going to get, uh, they're going to have a lot of eyes on them going into this year. And, and it's just so new, like Kevin Harvick leaving out Noah coming in, Josh Berry coming into the four. And then you've got priest and Briscoe kind of at the helm, kind of the leaders now of this team. Uh, I'm I'm really excited about what happens, and I really hope that this dark horse Mustang, which is a, an absolute baddie, I think the Toyota is as well. Uh, the Toyota is basically a Pontiac. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Um, but I I'm really excited to see the the future of SHR now, and and I think that we're going to see more of an improvement out of the Ford camp come into this year i don't know if it's going to be like a full throttle rebirth of like like all of a sudden like way too fast like the one ford team i think that could move at a, at a rapid rate this year is rfk but i do feel like shr will be better than they were last year now with these new drivers at the helm and, and i think that this is just a really great path forward for tony and the boys you know i obviously i am rooting for noah Gragson in his return and I like Tony Stewart, and I think Noah Gragson fits the molding there of what Tony Stewart was about when he raced. The the level of personality being pretty exuberant is kind of where Noah Gragson has been throughout his career, spanning from trucks to cup. But I am concerned about the quality of the race cars. And while Ford has found a way to exploit the playoff system, yeah, we, we got to remember, they're not bringing great race cars to the track collectively as a manufacturer in the Cup Series. And Stuart Haas has been the prime example of bad race cars, especially on the intermediates, which make up a lot of the schedule, right? So they, they've been okay at the short tracks collectively, but bad at the intermediates and haven't done a lot at the super speedways other than Kevin Harvick almost getting a win at Talladega and, and competing there. But 
I'm worried about the program, um, notably in the in a positive lighting. They do keep uh, Rodney Childers with Josh Berry. That's big. That's a big plus for that organization. That helps everybody, I think. Noah Gragson's crew chief is going to be Drew Blickensurfer, who is very experienced, has worked with a lot of different cup teams, drivers like front row. I think he won a Daytona 500 with Matt Kenseth. So it's a guy that has a lot of experience as well. Those two guys, Drew Blickensurfer, Rodney Childers, with that organization are to me the biggest positives about that team. As you said, I don't know if it's really a young team, but it's a, a young set of drivers considering how long they've been in the cup series. Noah Gragson has not even a full year. Josh Berry quarter of the year, basically being a substitute driver. Uh, Ryan Priest just got back full time last year. And then Chase Briscoe, who's been in the cup series. This will be his fourth year. I believe, which is crazy to think about. But no, I, I'm concerned about the program. Losing Kevin Harvick is a is a big deal. And another thing, too, that hasn't even played into this is the fact that sponsorship for Noah Gragson is still TBA. So, you know, there's some elements here that do have me concerned about the quality of the race cars. I think Gragson's talent is on question. He can go out and win if he's got a good race car. But I'm worried about the speed and not just with SHR, but with where Ford has been at a lot of the racetracks and the schedule. Regardless, I'm happy for Noah Gragson. And it is a really cool driver lineup in the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah, I'm going to say that the sponsorship part of it, I guess, is probably uh, one that people are going to be speculating next. Like, you know, you mentioned a lot of the, the the changes with Drew coming in and doing a little bit of research on him myself and learning about his history in the sport. But the sponsorship part of it, I think I think one sponsor we know that should should be back from from conversations I've had this offseason. I I have a very good feeling Wendy's will be back. I don't know how many races. Yes. I don't know how many races it'll be for, but I've had some convos where it seems like that relationship is still together. So it just depends on the financial side of things and what, what the activation will be. Like I could see like the Talladega thing, uh, Daytona, you know, where they were able to put the Wendy's like, you know, in they, they had a lot of different activation points. So I think that the Wendy's sponsorship will stick. Um, you know, like we're, we're at a point where you put things behind, you move forward and it, you know, time heals wounds and you just got to you got to move in, in a way where you get better, you get better and better as you move. And with that, usually will come, you know, the respect of, of some companies and people and relationships that you have and that you manage. So I'm not as worried about uh I'm not as worried about the Wendy sponsorship. Now, as far as seeking new sponsors, like let's go ahead and look in and see who are some sponsors or what sponsors could we see on the car as of today. Smithfield is is going to probably be staying with Eric Amarola if I'm, uh, no, if I'm not gone. mistaken. They're gone. Yeah. They're so gone. That is that is another topic we'll get into here soon. Uh, but uh, Gear Wrench is one of the sponsors with SHR that could easily be thrown on to that car for the 10. So that's also one that could be used for Josh Berry as well. So just really look at those internal sponsorships that they have. Uh, Stuart Haas, uh, what is it? Haas Automotive Haas or Haas, Haas Automation. Yeah, the, essentially the same thing. That is essentially the same thing as HendrickCars.com sponsoring Kyle Larson. Like that's Correct. coming out of the owners. So I think I that's a good to see a lot of those. Yeah, right. Yeah. Even with Josh Berry, we don't even know. I don't think we've had any, any announcements on what his sponsors are going to be either. So, well, I want to I want to say this much with the relationship that Tony has with Bass Pro Shop. With the relationship that Josh Berry and Noah Gregson have had with Johnny Morris when they were with Junior Motorsports, it is almost a certainty to me that we will see Bass Pro Shop come into SHR. That, to me, makes the most sense out of anything because of how that company has been behind 
Noah and how that company has been behind Tony. And now with all of these pieces together, Bass Pro Shop coming into there makes more sense to me than anything. Now, Are what does that mean? Sticking? Well, and they also Johnny Morris also loves Dale Earnhardt Jr. So correct. So what what does that mean for Joe Gibbs? What what does that mean for there? Like how much longer can we really expect? You know, we we know Martin Truex has the relationship there. I'm not expecting that to go away at any time. But Bass Pro Shop has almost become like a uh, a Haas Automation or a you know something like that or a HendrickCars.com for NASCAR in general because of the RCR partnerships, the Joe Gibbs. They're kind of in the the door everywhere. But the key so, is the owner not coming out of pocket to put a sponsor on his car, which is what Haas Automation and Hendrick Cars do. Now, right. with Bass Pro, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. It seems like they sponsor fucking everybody, but they that's still a burden off of the owners to not have to, you know, spot yeah, yeah. or put, put their put their own business on their own car for 20 to 30 races. Yeah, know? for sure. For sure. I'm just saying as far as what we could see on the car, like not so much of the business part or, or, or anything like that, but just like what we could see on the car. Um, I they uh, announced that they're going to, who are they going to have in 2023 in Xfinity? Uh, um, you're speaking on SHR Xfinity? No, I'm talking about Junior Motorsports because who is their, their driver lineup is going to be uh, Sammy Smith. Yeah. Um hold on. Solwich, right? No, he's he's gonna be on the Gibbs fleet. He's of, in like part time. Yeah. Okay. My brain is is scrambled right now. I know we're gonna get there. <laughs> Got a lot to cover. <laughs> Let's see. I I just want to look because I'm trying to remember. Brandon Jones is back with Junior. Sammy Smith is going to the eight car. Who am I leaving out right now? The the eight, the nine, the seven all guys back. And then there, who am I leaving out? The seven, eight. Oh, and Sam Mayer. Yeah. So yeah, maybe there is a, a spot where Bass Pro does not stay with Junior Motorsports because I don't think they've sponsored any. Like Allgaier has been there. I don't think they've sponsored All Allgaier before. They certainly haven't sponsored Brandon Jones before, who's got the Menards backing. Sam Mayer's had that uh, Accelerate partner. I don't know much about them. And then they bring up. Uh, what did I just say? Uh, Sammy Smith, who's got Pilot Flying J and that CMC deal. So maybe he's you're right. The, uh, he's maybe Bass Pro goes up. Goes up the... to Cup. Yeah, no, I, I think that that is the most realistic thing here. Uh, they they announced, I know Jarrett Logistics Systems is going to be with Justin Algar in six Xfinity races for 2024. So that's one of the new sponsors that are coming in for him. Well, that uh, was, uh, they sponsored Josh Berry last year. So, so they're just sticking around. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty cool looking car right there, but yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Bass pro shop going to SHR makes a ton of sense. Uh, like, like, and, and I think that that's what we're going to see. We, we also got to remember mobile one is a sponsor of SHR. So we could see, you know, maybe some, I know we've seen mobile one with uh chase Briscoe mainly we've seen Kevin Harvick run some mobile one stuff. Could I, I would think that mobile one, more than anyone would probably go in the direction with the four with Josh Berry. I think that we're going to see more of a mobile one presence because Briscoe's got Mahindra. Uh, you've got Priest. There's no telling. I mean, he's kind of been your your Haas automation guy and uh, some of the other uh, some of the other I guess like put together or piece together sponsors that are there at SHR now. Uh, Mahindra would be bigger for Briscoe. I think we could see Mobile One going in a big direction with Josh Berry. He could become a face for that brand. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating to watch. This is one of my favorite parts of the offseason and watching the whole integration process happen. I kind of – These changes. It is interesting, but I kind of hate it because I wish we still had just one sponsor that hop on a car for 36 races. But that's not cool. the way the world works anymore. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which, I want to move on. That's that was a good conversation about Grax and SHR and a few other little silly season dominoes uh, to make the world go around in NASCAR. But big news: Shane Van Gisbergen, SVG, and Zane Smith both unveiled their paint schemes, at least for part of the season. SVG unveiled his 
full-time deal in the Xfinity series. And that 97 car looks so good. A great looking race car. And him and Zane both. Zane revealed the 71 paint scheme, which I had some fascination with because we knew he was in the 71 for a little while. But I was curious to see what that car looked like or what that number would look like with that font. Looks good. That's a very classic NASCAR number. So it was cool to see that paint scheme. And they've got some partnerships, both with WeatherTech, that put together a an awesome, awesome scheme on both of those cars and Cup and Xfinity. So SVG to me is a huge topic because now you have him and Almondinger on the same team and call, like both full-time in Xfinity together. I mean, these guys, there's a chance they absolutely pulverize the series at the road courses. I mean, and also, don't forget about Josh Williams in the 11 car. I'll always appreciate him because he's the only driver that still has a mullet that I know of at this point. He's had it forever, just like I've had mine forever. So I respect that. It's a really fun team. That is a fun group of drivers that I, I, I don't know how you could hate any of them. It's a very likable team now with Josh Williams. AJ Allmendinger and, and Shane, I'm just gonna say SVG because I do I don't want to get tongue-tied and be a dumbass. But that's a that's a fun team. I'm really excited to see what they do and excited to see SVG, how he adapts to ovals. And dude, him and him and AJ just might run the table at every road course in 2024. Yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch for sure. I, I did see the tweets that came out where him and his wife, uh with their I think it was with her dog. They were just like getting ready to move to America. It's like coming to America. Um, I did see the car. The car looks great. I love that he is getting to to kind of keep his number that he ran. Um, you know, over over in the uh, the 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 supercar series. Is that um, what number he ran? I didn't I'm know pretty that. sure. I'm 97? pretty sure. Yeah, ninety seven's been his number for a minute. You know, a lot of people were hoping that Red Bull would find its way back to NASCAR. Because of this, they had some, uh, I think Remington graphics shared a concept of like the 97 Red Bull car. It looked really cool. Like it would be dope to see it. And and it's not off the table, um, but we all learned a valuable lesson in uh, during the Chicago street course. And we learned that there are people out there in the world that are good at this and that, you know, it, we, we shouldn't take, uh, we shouldn't take the thought of our guys being the only guys that can get out there and rip and do this in these cars. And so SVG is really paved a way now that I feel it's going to open so many doors for more people. And we saw it just this past year. We saw how, you know, track house made this, this whole project 91 deal. And then after that success, we saw at the Indianapolis road course, you know, 2311, they had to add their team. RCR threw in an additional team. Like this is the expansion and evolution of the sport and how we start to gain more crossover. So he's a pioneer for that. And I think that that's an important thing to recognize um, as far as recognizing how badass that team's going to be. I cannot wait to see Chris Rice and SVG and, and their interactions and the things that they do and the, cause, cause we know how wild they are and you know that they're, they've got to have some really fun content cooking up right now with between him, Josh Williams, AJ, just being the, the man that he is, but mainly Chris, Chris just being the, the, the wacky boy that he's always been is going to be fun to see those personalities kind of collide and clash. So the Xfinity series is going to be amazing next season, especially with the CW deal. Uh, there's no telling what that's going to look like or shake up, but it's definitely going to shine a new light on the series. It, it even, and maybe this is just the nostalgia, but it's almost like it's, it's this return to glory of like the Bush series in this, in this certain way. I don't know. Maybe you can, maybe you can like speak to that element of it. Well, that could happen in 2025 because Xfinity is still weighing that the negotiation deal if they want to extend, uh, which typically just from what has happened over the past decade, every time you see, you know, one of those news 
storylines, or in this case, it's just Bob Pockers tweeting. Uh, Xfinity is, you know, deciding if they want to extend their contract. Typically, they don't. Typically, they never, ever extend. So I'm expecting Xfinity, who's been a great partner of NASCAR, to leave. Maybe Bush comes back and gets that entitlement, just like Craftsman did in the truck series. But I don't know. I don't, to me, it's not as much, I'm not really thinking of nostalgia as much as the Xfinity series. It's just the best racing in NASCAR. It's the best racing in NASCAR, most natural race car. I could beat a, I know I have beat a dead horse saying these exact sentiments over the course of 2023, but now you're just making the driver lineup. It's an extremely talented, bright group of drivers with uh, Adam SVG, Almendinger coming back, and you've got some other shakeups too. Ryan Truex is going to get more chances. You're bringing up a few younger guys from the truck series like Taylor Gray, William Sawalich, Eric Almarola, who won at Sonoma, may I remind you all, is in the 20 car, Joe Gibbs. He's a guy that could win races. John Hernandez not going anywhere. He is full time in Cup, but he's going to be part time in Xfinity as well. And then you get that number eighty one back. That does hit the nostalgia factor for sure. That's like my favorite number uh, with Chandler Smith in the in uh, the Xfinity series with Joe Gibbs Racing. So Joe Gibbs Racing. So there's just a lot to be excited about, as you said, with the CW deal coming up in 2025. The Xfinity series continues to to be the standard of what NASCAR should be, and. and there's a reason why we get more more talent heading to that series and more interest heading to that series with uh, the media deal, broadcast deal that's already been announced. So really, really exciting. And I brought up some of these younger guys moving up. That brings me to the next topic, which is all this happened literally like in one day. It's crazy. JGR released their Xfinity lineup. Our guy Sheldon Creed to the famous number 18 car with Joe Gibbs Racing. Something that we thought would happen already because Austin Hill spoiled the news after that whole RCR debacle at Martinsville. Truex, Ryan Truex, Sawalich uh, from the Truck Series and Arca Series, Joe Graff and Taylor Gray splitting that number 19 car. Eric Almarola and John Hunter Nemechek splitting the 20 car. And Chandler Smith full-time in the 81 Toyota, which is a forgotten deal that they own that number. Jeffrey Earnhardt ran part-time schedule 2019-2020 with that number 81. And then Ty Gibbs had been running the 81, I don't know, maybe three or four times in 2022, 2021, one of those years when uh, when they'd have four or five Gibbs cars in the race before he was full-time in the 54. So that's a big deal, them announcing their driver lineup. And it's a huge shakeup at the JGR camp beneath the Cup Series. And I think it's pretty exciting, especially for our guy, Sheldon Creed. I think the sky's the limit for Sheldon in 2024. He looks so serious, too, with his glasses on, like in the in the photo, like his his whole look, like with the glasses, it's really, really like changed the game. Like he's got he's got that uh, he I hate to say it, and, and he'll understand, but he, he sometimes has that stern Karen look to him. You know what I mean? Like he'll have a stern Karen face about, like he's coming for you, but like you know deep down, you know you know who Sheldon is and you know what he's about. He's but, just evolved. Yeah. His driving style hasn't changed, but his look has has evolved from a mullet, you know, three years ago. Yeah, wild, tear shit looking. up. Yeah, he's evolved from that into the straight dad dad driver who's younger yeah. than me and you. He's the dad driver of the Xfinity series. Truly. It's Stern yeah. Keith, a stern Keith. Well, we're not gonna call him a Karen. We'll call him a, a Keith. He's got he's got that vibe to him. Like he'll fuck you up with some truth if you don't watch out. Like he looks like he's got his clipboard about at any second, and he's ready to serve it to you. So he'll appreciate that. Shout out, yeah, shout maybe. out to Sheldon. Yeah, he. Um, it, it's good to see Joe Gibbs Racing wants him right. Yeah. I, I got to feel like with all the turmoil that happened at the end of the 2023 season, which throughout the year, as you said, the quote, tear, I tear a lot of shit up. Sheldon has torn up race cars with being aggressive, made some mistakes. But I think the way he was treated by RCR was complete horse shit. And I think at the end of the day, while Sheldon got some criticism 
I think RCR kind of looks like the the people in the wrong are the bad guys in that situation, which is kind of ironic because typically Joe Gibbs Racing is like your hub for the bad guys. Like it is your hub for the villains. It is your hub. Toyota in general is the hub for the villain drivers, the Ty Gibbs, the Bubba Wallace, the people that get booed. It was Kyle Busch's home forever. Denny Hamlin's a villain. That's typically what Joe Gibbs Racing and Toyota kind of embody. And I think it's kind of ironic that RCR, who, whose history, obviously, with Dale Earnhardt and Richard Childress, has, ne- has not been viewed as villains over the past two decades or so. I think they're kind of moving that way with how they handled that situation. RCR, uh, Andy Petrie and Richard Childress, you obviously got Kyle Busch in the Cup Series now on that team. Austin Dillon, it just seems like if he, if Austin Dillon gets worse and worse, he gets hated more and more because of, of him driving the three, which me and you both like Austin and hope he has a rebound year. But kind of weird how this has all worked out, I guess is the point I'm trying to make. And I think Sheldon is in a better team, a better race car, and pressure is on because I think he should be expected to win four to six races in 2024 and be a legitimate title contender. Yeah. Um, another guy that I'm really excited to watch uh, at JGR is going to be Ryan Truex, a uh, good friend of the program. And just a, just a, a, a dude on a mission. You know, it, one of the most memorable moments of 2023 for me is, is the weekend of Dover that we unfortunately could not attend where we got to watch MTJ and we got to see uh, Ryan work together and 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 get a, a Truex weekend W uh, in two different series. So I'm excited to see him get more opportunities. I got my my Go Ryan shirt on deck. I will be throwing that on on the race weekends that he's there. Joe Graff Jr. as well. I think that uh, that that's a that's a grinder right there. He's getting these opportunities. We've uh, we've we've had the pleasure of being around some of the the guys at the uh, the the Graff camp and uh, getting to know them. I know that he's excited for those opportunities and he wants to really get the most out of uh, those race cars and and really shine in those situations when he can drive them. Uh, as far as William and, and Taylor Gray goes, I, I know a little bit about both of those guys, so it'll be cool to watch how that comes together. But the one thing that I did want to just highlight that I just thought was absolutely hilarious is with Eric Amarola uh, coming back to JGR, a lot of people don't remember that he was there at a, a long time ago. And, you know, it's it's hilarious because these teams work so hard to try to keep to the secrets, right? They try to make sure that when they're making these moves, the public's not finding out, the reporters aren't finding out, and so that way they can make their grand reveals and, and show these things off. 2023 was one of those years where that didn't really work out really well for a lot of people. And for this specific team, Joe Gibbs, the fact that Joe Gibbs himself was the person that spoiled the news that Eric Almarola was coming to JGR at a Washington Commanders game was probably just like the the, the pinnacle of just like dang don't do that like the the fact that the camera was there uh you could clearly hear him introducing him to others as their newest driver as just a PR nightmare uh but it's hilarious that it actually worked out that way so i thought it was funny i enjoyed it and uh and it seemed like they just they just kind of brushed it off and and they just kept moving but what a day that was of finding that out finding out eric amarola is going to jgr hanging out with chris bell at a commanders game yeah something. i wonder Almarola to me has the potential, which yeah, that is a hilarious way for that news to be unveiled. But Almarola to me has, and this is up to him if he succeeds in, in whatever his part-time schedule is. He has the potential to be one of these Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier characters. I think if he does well, obviously him winning the road course at Sonoma over Larson and Almadinger is just a massive accomplishment. Uh, I think it's his greatest accomplishment in NASCAR is that right there. But there's a potential for him to be that guy, like an all guy 
or an Elliot Sadler that dropped from cup and made good careers out of the Xfinity series. If he does well, because uh, there might be a, a way where if he wins races, he could be talked into coming back full time and maybe it would be with Gibbs. Maybe it would be with another competitive team. Maybe that would be a spark that returns and, and all and, and Al Marola is sitting here like maybe I could win one of these championships and he hops back into a full-time ride. It's an interesting gateway is what I'm saying here that that could happen with him at Joe Gibbs racing because it's primetime equipment in the Xfinity series. And another thing about talking about Ryan Truex to me, if Ryan Truex wins a race again in 2024 in whatever his schedule is, I'm hoping it's more than, six or eight races like he had last year. I think he only had five or six in 2023. But if Ryan Truex wins another race in 2024, I think it's criminal. It, it would be criminal if he didn't have a full-time ride the next year. I, I just think in, in such a small sample size, if you prove that you can come out and win in a very competitive series, you deserve a full-time ride. And, you know, we like Ryan and we hope that he gets that. And if he wins another race, he absolutely deserves it. So it'd be it, this whole deal. There's just not enough seats for everybody. And this Gibbs lineup is a great example of that because you got like six guys splitting one car, you got two guys splitting another, and they only have two full-time teams with Sheldon and Chandler. So it's a real interesting thing. And it's something that could set up for a lot of dominoes to fall in the coming years. But for me, the big two things are, you know what? If Ryan Truex succeeds, he does. He deserves a full time ride. And if Eric Almirola succeeds, he might want a full time ride. So uh, it is cool. It's compelling, and it adds to the the storylines that make up a very exciting Xfinity series. Um, I'm trying yeah, to think of sure. what else we had. I was going to say, why don't you take us Go into ahead. a little bit more of this, the silly season stuff that's going on in the truck series right now. Um, I haven't paid as much attention to that series this season. I know that you probably have been doing your due diligence to make sure you're keeping up with that. What's new in that arena? Yeah, for sure. Grant Enfinger, uh, I think, is a big domino. And I had heard rumors about this and kind of was hoping it wasn't true because uh, – this team that Grant's going to drive for, which it turned out it is happening. It was announced the other day. CR7 Motorsports, a team that he drove part-time for, that is just an underfunded team compared to what he was driving with at GMS or Thor Sport over the past few years. But as McAnally Hilgeman Racing, which is what the 19 truck that Christian Eckes drives for, they're growing. As they're growing, they announced with CR7 that they're going to basically fund their trucks, which is big. Uh, and Grant Enfinger is so good, so talented, a, a grizzly veteran in the truck series, just hoping that he has a competitive ride. And it seems like he will with, with this alliance. Uh, and he's got Sheldon Creed's crew chief, the guy that was with Sheldon for several years. Jeff, I can't think of his last name right now, but a good crew chief that's won a championship in the truck series is coming back to the series to crew chief for Grant and finger. So that's a big domino for a guy that I'm not a could have, should have, would a guy, but motherfucker, he should have won the truck series championship uh, back at Phoenix in that disaster of a race. Um, I think a domino that people aren't really talking about understandably. So because it is a truck series and it's an unproven driver, but Jake Garcia to the 13 truck, which is, the truck that Haley Deegan was driving. And now she's up in the Xfinity series, as we saw announced a short time ago, a few months ago, whatever it was. I think Jay Garcia has superstar potential in this truck. Thor sport announced their entire lineup. You got Connor Jones, that kid in that 66 truck hasn't done anything yet. Ben Rhodes is back. Matt Crafton's back, but watch out for Jake Garcia in 2024. I think this kid's going to win a race. I think this kid's going to be in the playoffs and he's going to surprise some people. So that's, in my opinion, is a big domino that fell yesterday as well. This happened a few days ago, and I think you probably would have seen this. This isn't trucks, but I wanted to bring it up because we were talking about sponsorships. Hunt Brothers was a company that was with Kevin Harvick for a long time, and now they are with Joey Logano at Team Penske, something that I did not expect. 
I actually yeah, I actually tweeted about that. I was like, how how gas station how gas station pizza this successful? Like Dude, for I, me, I don't think I've ever had Hunt Brothers, not once. It's it's not bad. It's not a bad product. I mean, I was when I was in high school, we had like two gas stations in this small town that I grew up in that was north of the city, and it's uh we had a Hunt Brothers at the Chevron. And we would go there and they had this buffalo chicken pizza because I've just, you know, you know, you know me, I'd, I'd be loving some wings. So whenever they made the buffalo chicken pizza, I was obsessed and I ate that shit like crazy. I would go buy the like you could like order a whole pizza instead of just getting the slices and whatnot. But it was delicious. And so that was my big Hunt Brothers kick in life. And and I've had a couple of Hunt Brothers pizzas like like on the road, especially over the last two years where you and I were were in the bus and going to different races. But for me, it's like I I understood like with SHR, like they were on the car like a couple of times, you know. So it's like even now that they're going with Joey Logano, which to me it's such a jump. Because, like, that was my first question. I'm like, how are truckers across America going to feel that the face of the pizza they're eating now is Joey Logano? How how are they going to respond to that, to, to a man uh, a man of, of Joey Logano's uh, stature and presence? There's a lot of truckers I've met in life, not big Joey Logano guys. How does this affect them? That's, you know, that's where I was thinking. And plus, too, Pinsky being one of like the most successful like when it when i think penske i think just like money 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 like it's big time so for hump brothers to be with penske i was just like damn like you know they balling right now like hump brothers got you know they got the they got the goods they throw in their stuff on a penske car you know so it caught me off guard a bit but yeah i'm i'm mostly concerned about how truckers are going to handle this news yeah i that's a good point I would imagine truckers are, would not find themselves attached to uh, Mr. Joey Logano. No, maybe if they had hair piece, if they like had a hair piece, you know, yeah. truckers that have toupees and hair pieces, they Matt might Kenseth, they the might, trucker. Yeah. yeah, they might be like, "Hey, man, I like this guy." Well, <laughs> honestly, the hair piece is so good that you, you they probably don't, they wouldn't even know. So it's tough. Yeah, that is a big debate. That's a big debate that Shit. we should put some focus on as that partnership develops but i had to bring that up because i thought that was interesting we talked about the i'm SHR glad you did partners um yeah. back to the truck series another cool announcement that i felt like was anything trucks i'm not going to say it again anything trucks is going to be kind of swept under the rug so we we we're, we get that but thad moffitt uh great grandson of richard petty or grandson not great grandson is going to be full-time in the 46 truck, a new team called Faction 46. Pretty cool. Pretty cool operation. Something kind of new that that gives me some Furniture Row vibes because you got a, an owner from Oklahoma uh, mm. that's that's hopping in here that that owns some, some grocery store chains up in that state. And they're going to have a competitive race truck because they're going to have an alliance with Nice. So, you know, I... As we talk, you know, we talk about Austin Dillon and some of these drivers that are family drivers. Uh, Lane Riggs was announced to the 38 truck, which is a big deal, I think, because that's a very good race truck. So on the topic of family drivers, I, I find myself rooting for these guys because they're fam because NASCAR is a family sport. And while other people will jump on these guys and immediately hate on them just because they want to they they have that assumption that they got the ride because of family, which I'm not saying isn't true, but it doesn't mean that they're bad race car drivers. And for those reasons, I like to root for family because it's uh it's important to the sport of NASCAR and what NASCAR has been about. Our champion this year, family driver, Ryan Blaney. His dad was a driver in the Cup Series. He's very well liked, but a lot of other guys aren't. And and Blaney's proven himself too. But yeah, the the grandson of Richard Petty continuing the 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 uh the the history of that family running in NASCAR in the truck series. Hopefully, uh, hope, I hope he has some good runs. I hope he does well. It's a cool, seemingly cool operation. And, uh, I like the petty 46 font looks really, really good. So Thad Moffat getting in that truck, kind of a storyline. Um, and then 
the the most ultimate swept under the rug one. This happened last week, but I'm telling you, I don't think there's anyone that grinds harder in the cups or in the cup series in NASCAR than motherfucking Timmy Hill. Timmy Hill is back full time with his own team in the truck series, the 56 oh. truck. Love that guy. Seems Whoa. like a great dude, and works his ass off, dude, to to try to make a career in NASCAR. So to me, that's another cool storyline. Shout out to Timmy Hill getting back into the truck series full time. And Love I love that. That's kind of it on the truck I, stuff. I'm trying to see if I missed. I did want to add real quick, and then I have one final thing that I really want to bring up that you and I had kind of previously discussed about. Uh, kind of more about just a, a state of the sport in the Cup Series. But I did want to say it's going to be really cool. Shout out to Richard Petty and uh, Legacy and, and everybody there because it's the 75th anniversary uh, this year of Petty. So there's going to be a lot of cool paint schemes. Uh, I think with the 43, Legacy should be doing some stuff uh, with that. And they they had a really cool like anytime I get to, you know, we just got done with the 75th anniversary of NASCAR, the diamond year. And so you, you're going to get that now with just Richard Petty. So that'll yeah. be a really cool. Easily deal. one of the most important people in the history of NASCAR, arguably, 100%. arguably the most, you know, alongside Dale Earnhardt and, mm, and yeah. some of the people that put it that put NASCAR together, the Francis. But yeah, that, that will be a fun year. And it's uh it's exciting to see kind of these big milestone years and Richard Petty's still, still around the sport all the time. I mean, what a fucking guy. What a legend. Yeah, We're alive to see it all going down. Oh, um, shout out Anthony Alfredo with our motorsports in the number five car. Yeah. In the Xfinity series. That's a full-time deal as well. So that's another one. Another fast pasta. Good he whipping. We, we still, we're still shooting to get the olive garden sponsorship there. Uh, you know, we will continue to try uh for our boy so uh everybody just just keep hammering that one home uh last thing that i wanted to pull up we talked about uh earlier on you had uh showed me a link i ended up seeing this while scrolling through x the other day and i didn't click on it to listen to it a very interesting fella named bob fisher senior vice president of ecr engines uh wanted to talk a little bit about horsepower uh, Steve, uh, I, I want to say it was, uh, our, I think it was a few months back, uh, president comes out and he's talking about how it's going to cost too much money to get more horsepower out of these engines. It was a money problem, uh, you know, money, money. And it's, and you know, it's, I, I get that and that part of it, and it's easy to make people understand that. I guess you would say I feel like people could be a little more understanding when it comes into that play. But old Bob comes out on XM radio and he basically just takes that over his head and smashes it on the ground to smithereens and says if they want to bump the power level up to around 750 horsepower, it wouldn't be a huge tear up for the engine companies. So there is that clip that you'd showed me there. And I think that that's fascinating because we're at a point where a lot of people are discussing what can make the car better. How can we get better racing, a better product? What is it going to take where we can keep it to where it's it's not uh, it's not being irresponsible with finances? It's it's keeping it uh, it's keeping it evolving in a way to where uh, things change at, at a rapid rate and we find new ways to, I guess you would say overall entertain the masses with the product that is NASCAR horsepower is the biggest part of this. And what Bob basically is saying is that, uh, Phelps is lying. <laughs> I, mean, I don't really know how else to put it for me, uh, man. It's like the, one of the big indicators and I encourage anybody to go listen to that clip. If you, I'm sure if you type in ECR, Bob Fisher on Twitter, you'll find it, but it was posted by Sirius XM radio NASCAR channel 90. I just retweeted there, it. So it's, it's on my yeah. uh, page now. So whenever he digs into that and he says that it's, it wouldn't be a big tear up. And then he goes into saying like in NASCAR and he pauses for like five se seconds. And he's like, and NASCAR, uh, 
They just don't really want to talk about it. Like he's trying to find the words to say there. Like that is what gets to me because it's like he is in the boat of the majority of race fans, probably the majority of drivers and and majority of crew members, industry folk that can't understand this concept by our leaders in NASCAR that that are just so against adding horsepower. And, And like you said, they've been talking about cost being the biggest problem. Adding manufacturers to the sport is the priority um, alongside of reducing costs. And you just, the, the ECR guy, Bob Fisher just knocked down one of those, knocked down one of those towers by saying, wouldn't be a big deal if we at least got it to 750, right? Because, and he's got a good point. Like the cup series used to run, 750 at the non-intermediates before we moved to gen seven so you know it's just it makes nascar look bad it makes nascar look bad because they've set the standard about not wanting to add horsepower because of the of siding cost and you just had somebody a, a big uh a, obviously a reputable guy who's a vice president of ecr completely undermine that entire idea that they've been preaching and what's going to happen here is you're going to have more and more public rallying by industry folk, by reputable people inside NASCAR. And that, that tweet right there is a perfect example. Two guys quote tweeted that or retweeted it. That stuck out to me. Kevin Harvick, Mark Martin. Yeah. Get those guys on board. You know, they're purists when it comes to, high horsepower, low downforce, difficult driving race cars. You're going to have more and more and more of that. Obviously, Denny Hamlin's been very vocal. I think Dale Jr. has been vocal. That's going to keep growing, and we're going to put NASCAR into a corner. Uh, And that's what we need to do. It's a war that we don't want to have happen, but it's going to have to be necessary if we want change. If we want change to happen, or at least try change. Like, we do all this testing with these different body components and splitters fucking mufflers became the priority in that second half of that phoenix test a few weeks ago last week we do all these tests with these body components why the hell can we not just try it why can't we try it you would make a lot more people happier and you would prove yourself as legitimately trying to fix the problem that is the gen seven race car if you at least tried to test so it blows my mind that they, they've sat on this hill of, of going against it and when that when bob fisher kind of stuttered saying nascar uh they don't really want to talk about it to me that speaks volumes uh, on this yeah. entire situation like why nascar why do we not want to talk about it why are we ignoring this? It's so bizarre, and it's gonna it's gonna cause and create more and more of an outcry amongst everybody that likes the sport. So I have a a thesis, and you couldn't be more correct. I have a thesis on why a lot of this is happening, and and it's so new. Like like just hearing Bob Fisher talk about that lets me know that like there are ways they can dig into this. For one, this makes me think that. Y- you know, sometimes people that are in charge of certain things, like if they're not aware of something, it's better just to not talk about it or, or mess around with it to just avoid like, you know, looking like you don't know what you're doing. And I think that that could be one of the things that are that are going on here. And it's not to say that the people in the main office don't know what they're doing. It's just to say that sometimes it's OK to be a little curious and it's OK to poke around and ask some questions to different people. Um, so that you can get the knowledge you need and be able to to get closer to something that's going to 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 be better for the product overall. Now, where I'm at with it is I think that the people in the main office, and we recently saw where somebody leaked an image of the EV uh series NASCAR. Uh it was like a, a Chevy Blazer shaped oh, yeah, looking terrible. vehicle. <laughs> And, um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate and it's not to say that I don't want the higher horsepower. I want it. And what Bob is saying here is true. And there are truly ways to do this without really spending money. Then why not? 
that's the way I see it. But the way that I'm looking at it now is, is I feel like with like Steve Phelps and a lot of other people that are up high, the fact that this EV stuff leaked lets me know that they are aware that we are moving in a new direction in the future. Nobody really knows what that looks like or where that's going to go. And you've got this recent news that just dropped with like IndyCar, like Honda's threatening to pull out because they haven't really got up to speed on developing this hybrid engine. So there's a lot of new technology that these manufacturers are wanting to figure out. Well, when you talk about how NASCAR is really wanting more new, you know, more manufacturers to come into the fold, you've got all these government regulations now on, on trying to make EV vehicles. You've got Tesla that are doing wonders right now with the EV vehicles, and they don't get enough credit on that front from the government because they're not the big manufacturers, but that's an opinion. doesn't really matter. But what, what I'm saying is, is, these these guys are looking at we don't want to 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 put all of our eggs in this basket of 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 trying to make the the current engine better because we never know when that switch is going to be flipped where we've really got to focus our assets on this EV thing so it's almost like they've got all of their focus on on that lane and they're ignoring what's right in front of them and that's what makes the most sense to me right now. And, and I and I can't blame them for thinking because you always should be thinking ahead and you always should be thinking about what comes next. How do we do innovative things? How how do we prepare for the future? It's like they're they're kind of hurting themselves by focusing on all that when you've got if when you really truly if you have a cost effective way to do the higher horsepower, like Bob's saying. What is that hurting right now to do? Well, here's that? the thing. Isn't it? I could be wrong on this, and I don't know if you'll know, but I these cars are capable of producing more horsepower when they were built. These engines are. Yeah. Isn't 750 horsepower as simple as taking a restriction off? Like a, a uh, not a restricted plate. What are those fucking things called? They're not. Um, You're talking about. Uh... It's a tapered like, spacer, tapered spacer. Yeah. These yeah, are what they're using now to restrict horsepower. Don't, can't we just remove that? How, yeah. how can that cost money or a considerable amount of money to remove a restriction, at least to get us to 750? Now, I understand, like, if you want to go up past that, it's going to cost more because I think there would have to be some more extensive changes. And that's kind of what Bob Fisher said the vice president of, president of ECR saying wouldn't be a big deal to get to 750-800. Now, there could be a chance we go out here and test and it doesn't make a big enough difference. And now it's like, well, we need to go to 1,000 to make a difference. And then NASCAR is going to be like, fuck no, because that's, I don't see, until they accept responsibility and admit that they're wrong, that won't change. But one of these deals, you talk about the EV thing, back when they announced this, low horsepower, high downforce stuff, which we've gotten better since 2019, I think. But it was around 2019, end of 2018, when they announced these big changes. They said that one of the primary reasons was to bring a manufacturer in, a new manufacturer in, just new manufacturer interests in general. It's been five years. It's been five mm -hmm. years of running substantially lower horsepower, and that hasn't happened. So why I think there is a situation where... Our leadership needs to just swallow the pride and admit that they were wrong about that. It's not going to happen and make the racing better. Just make the racing better and satisfy everybody. And I, I, I've preached this when we talk about the stage deal, the road courses, and, and just the overall lack of passing. If yeah. you fix the car, you fix almost everything. Now, there's Correct. obviously some things that are different that business-wise – you know, media wise, those are different elements, but you fix the majority of problems when the racing is good, when the quality and the entertainment value is legitimate and exciting and adding horsepower is after everything we've tested, all these bullshit tests that haven't meant anything in making productive change. Horsepower seems like the only avenue that can make a difference. So I just wish we would acknowledge it. I just wish they would acknowledge that there was some wrong thinking in how they prepped everything after 2018 and just say, we're wrong. Let's do it. Let's try it. 
not even say let's do it. Let's just try it and see where it goes. I think the sport I, would be better. I think by the time and there's really no timeline or timetable for it, but I think by the time people are people realize that you can complain about things for so long, like they're hoping that like there's going to be these this new tech that is going to bring in these new manufacturers and it's almost like they're hoping the EV thing like takes off faster than they they anticipate. And I think that that's just if you can find a way to not have to worry about the money, you're 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 killing yourself. I mean, Tyler, Tyler Reddick talked about how they need to be above a thousand horsepower to really help out the short track stuff. And there's been other drivers talk about that as well. And I, I just feel like it's a lot of modifications. You can make modifications to these cars. It all depends on the rules. It depends on the rules that are set by NASCAR. That's as easy as a is a is an erasing of a line on a piece of paper and rewriting it. There are people out there that could join together that could figure out a, a good subset for this. To but it's like you don't want to have to reach into the budget too heavy. Well, what if there are ways where you don't have to reach into the budget too heavy? And I feel like those things are coming. There's just a lot of things that are are going to be available to make racing better for everyone. And, and it will make NASCAR better. And they may find ways to do things to this car that they never saw before. That makes it just immaculate. Maybe the best race car we've ever seen. So I think that people really have to, to, that are in the leadership position. They really have to have more of an open mind. They really need to be listening to more things and they really need to be, figuring out the best way to truly move forward and not be so hung up on putting all your eggs in one basket. Because I, I firmly believe that the EV thing is what has them in this mindset. The EV and stuff they, is scary, man. I think I, I just, I, I don't know a lot about that, especially since that's very recent and it's in early development. I would they're guess. too busy trying to figure That's it scary, out, man. and they're not focusing on they're, they're not focusing on what's in front of them. They're too busy trying to figuring that out, and I think that's the problem. It's like you have a beautiful racing product right here. You have drivers, you have fans that are crying for you to just try these simple things. You have a person that is at a top level of the engineering system that that can understand how to make those changes for you and can probably show you how to do it cost efficiently, but you're you're just so hyper-focused because you don't want to be wrong. It, it, that's what I see, and I can't unsee that. Yeah, I mean, I'm wrong every day on things, so why... The, it, it, I agree that it can be a pride issue. Like, it, it's not... It's less of a deal if you admit that you're wrong and make the proper changes to make things right. Like, and we've, and I've praised NASCAR, Steve Phelps and Steve O'Donnell for basically admitting that when they wanted to run this car with 550 horsepower and they listened to the drivers in that Charlotte test and they tried more horsepower. And then we went with that because everybody wanted it. How is this situation any different than that original test? Everybody wants it. We think it'll work. Let's test it. And I guarantee you, when everybody hops out of the car, they're all, every driver is going to be like, yes, please. That was way better. Mm -hmm. And it may not be perfect. It, the racing still may be bad because it seems like this car has severe aero deficiencies just with the way it's designed, the shifting, which is not good. But if you can mediate that problem by adding horsepower, it's it's got to be done. It would help everybody, and it makes the sport better. And long-term, that helps everybody and anybody involved with NASCAR. And that's yeah. all I, that's, I think that's all – that's where I'm going to leave it at. You know, I think everybody listening is going to feel the exact same way about it, which is why it's so crazy that they won't do it. It's crazy. But – Anyway, no. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how more things play out. I think that it's just a really interesting time. The off season always brings 
those uh, those things to light. And and I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Uh, you know, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know what you think about the topics that we covered. Check us out uh, at Garage Guys FS. You can follow me at Garage Guy Chase. Follow Dale at Dale Tanhart. Don't forget to check out the new garage guys discord where we can continue these conversations we can keep these conversations going like i said very interested to hear what everyone's thinking after this episode uh make sure to check out g boy the new ai of garage guys and uh also uh garage guys report dropping on tuesdays now that's over on the garage guys report youtube channel we've got the live set up there dale has his iRacing streams going on right now on kick uh, it should be kick.com slash Dale Tanhart. Uh, we're, we're, we're constantly yeah, doing you. things, you know, constantly doing things, constantly uh, providing and bringing the heat for the racing world and the racing community. That's what we do here at Garage Guys. And uh, and yeah, it, it was good to catch up. This is a good conversation. And uh, I can't wait to, to chop it up again here soon as we get closer to uh, to the Daytona 500. We're going to have to be talking about some odds here pretty soon. Yeah, you know, I I told you I was like feeling good about the off season. I just pissed myself off by having that <laughs> horsepower conversation. But it is necessary. This is a war that we're gonna win, guys. All the fans, I'm with you. All the drivers, I'm with them. We will win this horsepower war. We will. We will at least. There's just too much. There's too many people saying the same thing for it to not work. But all in all, no. I hope everybody's enjoying the off season. And and thanks for the plugs, Chase and. You guys keep checking out everything Garage Guys, everything Dale, everything Chase, and we will make it. We will make it to February. Uh, but until then, everybody have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as we move into 2024. Amen. Jingle bells. We'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. We're out.